I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Before we get into it, we just want to remind you guys that we have our Patreon. If you are the type of girly who finishes this podcast and you were gasping for the next one, we do have another podcast that comes out a few days after It Gals. It's called X Gals. Patreon, if you think of it, it's kind of like Netflix for it gals or for podcasts. You subscribe, it's about it's six dollars a month, and then you get four extra episodes per month. They're except they're extremely juicy. These are X-rated it gals. We're talking about masturbation. We've had Jess Brennan on. We've talked about Lindsay's dating life. We've talked about my relationship. We've talked about loads of shit. So if you want the extra scoop on mm-hmm. us. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash podcast, and also you probably will have seen loads of teaser episodes come up so if you want a taste for the episodes they're up there and you can see yeah. what's going down. I mean we taught you gals, you ex-gals, excuse me, how to fake an orgasm. So I mean you don't need to know anymore. That's where shit is lit. Um, also we are on Spotify finally. Yay. It's been a minute but we are on Spotify so if you have downloaded a podcast app and you do have Spotify you could just delete that and use your Spotify for us which would be great and also what would be great is if you went on iTunes and gave us an iTunes review yes we have not pushed this in ages and we've realized that it really does help us um it helps us basically go up in the charts uh that's all it does to all the haters out there giving us a one star will also put us up in the charts because it's just so numbers you. so don't be going on there leaving us a shade review but we need all our it gals to go out and if you're listening on itunes obviously give us a five star review it means so much to us it helps us get up in the charts it helps us grow subscribers it helps loads of things and you know we actually used to start off and be charting quite often and since we stopped pushing it we always bump up a bit in the comedy but we want to be up in that to overall top 10 bitch yeah so come on girlies give us the five star review please massage our egos because um they're a little bit bruised after the end of the year do you know i need a bit of a pick me up okay <laughs> i don't think that the last thing you need is a bit more pick me up both of us to be honest true <laughs> i was like literally had one insecure day i'm like oh my god help me <laughs> So this week we are going to be talking about a couple of things Uh, We have a little celebrity scandal on our hands That we thought we'd have a lol over And then after the break we are going to be answering two really juicy questions that we got We have a Q&A for you girlies Yeah which stay tuned for those Q&As Because one of the questions has 
a serious twist. I was reading this with my jaw on the floor. Jenny was shook it. It was like a, a novel. I'm just cheating story. They know that the girl listens. To it got, <laughs> just listen, 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 listen. Okay, and then we'll we'll answer in a second. But so anyway, anyway, the celeb scandal or Ooh. the celeb lol of this week. Yeah, lol of the week was Miss um, Kendall Jenner. Have to say. So she gave these teasers and Chris even got in on these teasers where it was kind of like it was a screen grab of a video. Yeah. Like so it was kind of like Kendall not wearing much makeup. Black and white. You know black and white. It was just very like minimalist. Oh my God. It, this is her talking to the camera. And Chris was like so proud. Kendall is going to be coming out with a really raw um, story and just expressing something that's really close to her heart. And everyone was like. <gasps> now what did you think? What did you think when. We were getting those teasers Um, I kind of presumed I didn't think it was going to be a brand deal Per se But I thought it was lol That some people Loads of people were just like Oh my god she's gonna I saw people thinking Some people that she was going to come out Because there has been rumours about her being gay for years mm. And that she closets it for whatever reason mm-hmm. um, And I saw people thinking it was going to be her talking I thought personally it was this one That she was going to be making some sort of like YouTube miniseries about the Pepsi thing Because I remember on the Keeping Up with Kardashians She made a big deal of that She was like my anxiety over that was so hard Because she got roasted over And was that Pepsi in 2018 ad. or 17? 16 oh, 17 okay. maybe early 17 Because I think yeah. it was right after The whole big thing was like It was right after Trump got elected So people were like oh, yeah. triggered over that um, but so yeah I thought she was going to be Opening up about the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing I thought she was going to be a bit like I just want to be real That it was a difficult time Or something like that Right I was just like They share quite a They would share a bit Like obviously they're You know Share their lives Yeah Without actually sharing Their vulnerabilities A lot yeah. of the time Like um, But then yeah I, I kind of thought that that would be a great grab of mm. headlines and all that kind of stuff if she was kind of like it was really hard but now I've you know come through the journey and I'm so happy and grateful for you know I thought it was going to be that kind of thing sure new year new me I accepted I looked back at the year and I found that really hard but now I'm so much happier to be in this place found what really hard just vacating but that yeah. was years ago I just thought she was going to be like using it <laughs> Why okay not? okay okay because it's they've never really spoken out about it in that way too much. It's got well, it's gone quite like under the radar at the moment. I think they did on the show. They spoke about it quite a good bit in that year. I remember like they did a whole episode on it. I think. I just find when they speak on the show, it's so like the bare minimal. I think that show has gotten juicier though in the last two seasons because the ratings have gone down. Like no, I tried to watch it. Thing. I just. I'm loving it. I love really, in terms up. of like reality shows, I feel it is a drop of juice compared to the, like the gush that other reality shows give. Yeah, like which ones do you prefer? I would prefer like in a similar like, vein. In a similar vein, like we're celebrities, I guess, because that's the difference. I guess they would probably they are the biggest celebrities at the moment. I don't know if there is like some like people with their yeah. celebrity stature who yeah, are do, yeah. still doing a reality show. Um, actually, what came out. I think was it yesterday I saw clips of it Spencer and Vogue are doing a reality show Oh god um, And it actually came across really well Like it's through her pregnancy And she just has the baby and stuff And it's just kind of They're very organic in each other's presence Clearly they're kind of like joking with each other And it's just a bit more I just find that I found that any episodes I watched of the last Series of the Keeping Up With The Kardashians So scripted I feel like there's so many rules Like that Kanye won't let the house be shown And yeah. that he's not in it And the men aren't in it I just find 
I just feel like they're on filming day when I'm watching it yeah see I think I prefer that I don't like I actually like detest any Irish reality or I really don't like English reality TV that's where you and I always have a difference of reality TV taste we do because you it love really the, creates a lot of drama the <laughs> you, you like Celebrity Big Brother and Love Island and all that and I can't bear that and I just like to watch I think I like the more polished one of the Americans mm. because I think I'm like if I'm going to be watching reality TV which basically mostly is all scripted anyway I prefer to be like so scripted to the point of just ridiculousness um I find it a bit easier but um yeah the Kendall thing so it ended up being she came out everyone was hyping this up she was trending for the full day and then it ended up being that she (laughs) she announced that she's the new brand ambassador for proactive proactive for (laughs) acne and she released a photograph of when her acne was bad and it oh no did you see the video of her where she's talking about it though where she's being raw and real i watched a little clip i didn't watch the whole how long was it i wouldn't be known like i only watched um so on twitter people were like cutting it and stuff and okay. i saw the bit yeah. where she was actually talking about um the thing and she was like i remember and this is when i thought it again was going to be the pepsi thing i was like oh my god i was right because she was like i remember one year like I had this opportunity come into my life and I was like oh my god she's gonna talk about the Pepsi thing and then she was said that it was being invited to an award show which is like to make it believe like the funny thing is like trying to be so relatable and your relatable stories going to the Golden Globes is just already like but they're just so out of touch they don't have any ability to be relatable at this stage the funny thing is that they're that that's like Kendall trying to be relatable it's like you're a Victoria's Secret supermodel like you were possibly one of the most unrelatable people in the world like even more so not even than I mean they're all of them they're just so unrelatable they're too rich they're too famous they're too gorgeous mm-hmm. they're everything it's just like they could be relatable definitely if they were more open I'd say about their for example relationship struggles yeah. in a really in a vulnerable way but they are so careful with just keeping everything pristine that that's the one thing that I think they I could say connect Courtney with would be the most in that sense then because like I remember like the whole Scott thing really did go down on the show like yeah. for years and years and years and years and that's probably why Courtney's always kind of seen as like the realest one because mm. I guess that was portrayed quite a lot um, but so it ended up being she was going to an award show and she uh, was feeling fab and she loved her dress <laughs> great. great your like Valentino gown or whatever mm. it was $25,000 and uh, she felt fab and then the next day she was getting tagged in photos on Twitter being like what the hell is wrong with her skin because she had a few pimples under her perfectly makeup and pristine face and she said then that she started using proactive oh so and she definitely her acne. so she definitely didn't go to the most expensive facialist yeah. in the universe yeah oh no she went for the cheap proactive brand yeah. that has been from what i've any time i've seen proactive apart from when say like katie perry or misha barton were uh, on my tv talking about it i've looked it up because i remember i did actually have a bit of like just bad skin when I was in school and I remember seeing proactive and trying mm. to research it when the internet came Wasn't into my Jessica house. Simpson on the app? Yeah. They had loads of people. I think even Nick Lachey, I think they could have done it like a couple one. Mm. But um it's just a known like they've always worked with pretty big celebrities. Mm. But it's not a brand that ha- apparently works. I don't know. How- I heard it did work. That was the mad thing that I did here that some people you know it won't you work on cystic acne. 
but it does work on pimples because it's like salicylic acid and stuff. Yeah. But uh, like it's not going to work on something that if you need to go on Accutane, which is kind of what they marketed it as. They kind of yeah. market it as like this thing that will clear up all acne. Which and which is, like, if you are someone who is like, you know, having acne or whatever, mm. you are, I think you'd throw your money at basically anything that will yeah. proclaim that because there's such a desperation in to get rid of it yeah especially um, teenagers and stuff like that yeah it's, yeah if it, if you've just stumbled across this like experience of having bad skin you're like oh my god i need to rewind this what the fuck mm. it's scary as a teenager and that's why i think proactive obviously use these like teeny boppy kind of really like influential celebrities that we're obviously going to buy into them yeah like when it, just, the funny thing is is like they're well, they used to be obviously as you said one of the kind of founding people of using a lot of celebrity endorsement mm. um, when it really wasn't that normal um, however it's so funny seeing that come full circle that now that celebrity endorsement and that influencer marketing has become so normalized for all of us we can now pick out it shows I think to me like people can pick out the really fake from the not so fake whereas before when we saw a celebrity endorse something when I was younger and I see like Jessica Simpson I fully thought she used proactive I didn't I remember just being like I think no I was a bit way younger. in hell like this was on TV like mid RTE and I was just like like Jessica Simpson coming on with her perfect skin and I just knew it, it was just well I don't know um obviously Kendall attempt to do a more raw version of what how they used to be like the proactive ads used to be really chirpy upbeat beady fun I remember thinking they did maybe it's just our, our age was probably a bit different because I was about 15 you might have been like 17 or something yeah. like that but I remember being like oh like I obviously wasn't like wow she cleared her skin but I was just like well, I never questioned it I was like oh mad she must use it and then they said you want to do the ad that's so mad like and now it's funny seeing how like that far that's come because we're actually so saturated with it now and people are so used to people and like second guessing them that now we can poke out the fake and another thing I found kind of comical looking at it from is that like people were kind of getting mad that they were making it this kind of like big raw video Whereas half the people that I saw getting mad over it are also like the people who are like sucking the dick of other stupid companies getting on these political movements for their ads. It's like if you're going to continuously like encourage and, you know, uh, pat big corporations on the back for getting on these like social justice kind of trains, like you're going to get the bad ones too. I just find it fucking hilarious. It's like pushing of like she should have been talking about her lesbian experience for it like it wasn't even the brand thing I think people were more annoyed that it like it was she sold it as something that was going to be like fist in the air for human justice rights I thought it was the brand thing I thought people were like you that's any hate or any backlash about it I saw it was definitely in regards that she was attaching it to a brand instantly so it wasn't like and I, I've seen this as well with other Irish influencers when they've come out with their skin struggles mm-hmm. and then the next day they're um, working with some, yeah. you know, skin professional and, you know, getting their skin back on track, like as in that it only has to benefit them directly, that the benefit wouldn't be for them to kind of expose something, um, you know, troublesome skin or whatever they're going through. Yeah. And think of the kind of like relatable relationship that they would have with their followers or fans Instead, it's kind of like, I instantly have to get the gratification of being like, I have been through it, but I'm getting it fixed right now. And this is the brand I'm working with. I think people were kind of like, oh, so like how pressed for cash are you that Kendall Jenner needs to 
be raw, but only when it's financially worth something. But I guess, would you not say that we made the opposite point last week where we were talking about how people were kind of always dogged down on like her sissy about like how much cash she need and like people can make their money in whatever way is possible. There's a difference with, I think, Kim Kardashian putting up a uh, protein or whatever yeah. in the most transparent manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the way that this was orchestrated was the build up the teaser this you know candle looking sad in the still and then I keep thinking you're saying Kendall Kendall <laughs> <laughs> like I'm imagining a little Kendall I, it's a like, weird name Kendall. Kendall um but yeah it's just I think the fact the way they orchestrated the whole thing building up into this kind of like you're gonna see a little you know slice of realness from us from the most plastic family at the moment but oh no it is just another ad I think um, more so what I mean isn't that people weren't annoyed that she was doing it a brand deal but I think that people like subconsciously were more annoyed that it wasn't an actual believable story like because most people these days and this is why all these brands are jumping on these kind of uh, you know hot topics be it like the Pepsi ad that was also a sham um, you know it's it's that kind of ad that like when it goes well it can be great people love it but when it goes bad it's so bad that the backlash is almost never worth it um, but I think if she came out with some sort of like people were I think were more so annoyed that it was kind of all centered around obviously like looks and her and obviously that it was aligned to a brand but it, it was just funny to see the difference of like I wonder if she came out and it was like, you know, oh, I am gay and blah, 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 blah. And therefore I'm partnering with this brand that, you know, does X, Y and Z. Like people then I see like the hypocrisy and they're like, yes, when people sometimes see like refuse to see beyond the veneer of like most of these things are nowadays aligned to brands be it because you're like partnering with some brand that sends five percent to some fake charity or whatever else you know what I mean like what do you expect from these people they have no like they don't have morals do you know what I mean like they don't have morals where they're getting their money most of the time yeah so it was funny to see that like people were duped by them it was just mad that all I was just mostly shocked at the choice of brand because they obviously have a fucking shitload of money. They, they must, yeah. They must have so much bloody money. It was just hilarious to see another thing happen to Kendall, like after the <laughs> Pepsi thing. And did it go like that? Get no, that kind no, of fire? No. Like it was more I don't think just it was kind of limp, bad. I think. Mm. It seemed just a bit of a... It wasn't an uproar kind of thing. It was more, But I think it was because she... Um, this is kind of the first probably brand endorsement, like specific just candle kind of thing that she's done since then that I'm aware of. And also that the teaser, like that was the main thing that I was like, ooh, like the teaser had no inclination that it was to do with the brand. If they'd even just mentioned that it was going to be to do with the brand or like, mm. I can't wait to make, like, let you guys know who I'm working with. Like it was that she put out yeah. this black and white vulnerable raw video being like, I'm using, I'm going to use my platform to help girls. It was like, you're going to use your platform to sell acne skincare, which is fine. You're a you're model. You're using your like, platform to get paid. Which is also Which again grand. is fine. It is fine. The it's whole thing under is fine. The guise except of, as an observational, you know, like it's fine. Do what you want, whatever. But observationally, it is just like, whoa. It's using the you guise there, of hun? I'm helping you when it's actually like. Yeah. I'm getting my paycheck. But then again, don't put, why, like, don't put your trust in these people. Yeah, that's the thing. And, 
I did appreciate, if anything, if I could pluck something that was of worth, was probably the close-up of the skin. She... Did she? Oh, yeah, she like, did that one video where she had a few pimples. So, I just, I do think that is, that does take guts. Mm. Um, even if it was a past video, it does take guts to, I always think just influences who are going through, like, skin problems, if they come on um, camera and stuff without makeup. It must be a struggle because like, especially in the whole landscape of influencer perfection. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot, I think, to kind of be revealing and honest with a struggle. If you want it also like because it's kind of like the weird balance of like you want to be attainable or you want to be unattainable and have like this nice, pristine life. Mm -hmm. Everyone does, you know, in regards to just society we want to be like okay and we don't want people to be feeling sorry for us so it mm-hmm. is kind of I respect that so I respect that she did that because I think if you are a teenager or anyone suffering with bad skin to see someone who you would consider having it all or having the perfect life just know that maybe the acne isn't as bad as yours mm. or you know she's still loaded but like it is still just like a little nugget of like okay she is still human and that must be hard to be in the limelight and experiencing bad skin yeah so that was something that was kind of like okay thank you because I'm sure there's loads of teens yeah. who would appreciate that or just even appreciate the fact that she is still walking the runway well that's what, that was part of the problems. ad that she was like at first I saw all these negative comments and then people started you know tweeting me saying we love that she's showing her raw unfiltered skin when it's like that wasn't her choice that like, you know, the Daily Mail photographer didn't edit out her acne or whatever it was. But yeah. like, um, yeah, I guess like, I think like all around to critique it, like that was a good thing. But I think they could have just the execution, like that's where they kind of fell off. Like the teaser campaign was off because they basically were trying to leverage off some sort of mystery that Kendall Jenner has as a person. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's just an unfortunate sequence of events that like her last brand deal was tarnished with some sort of like uh, controversy as well. And if they were going to do it, I think they could have done it like if they wanted to get really... Um, I don't know, to the core of like the way, you know, new marketing goes. If they did like, you know, just thinking of the money they have, I'm like, imagine they did like some sort of Shane Dawson semi YouTube series on Kendall's YouTube showing her struggle with skin and, Mm. you know, her coming home and showing her acne and it getting better. I don't know. I think that like the execution was kind of lazy where they went for the raw, but it was kind of a Snapchat shot of her just kind of showing a few pimples. It was curated raw, which is. Yeah. But and if you're going to do curated raw, you can do it better. Is what I mean. Like you yeah. can make it more dramatic and more interesting and do a kind of like little series. I don't know. And that probably would make people be like, oh, wow, I mm. really like that. It was just that it was so snappy and quick. And I remember like uh, Kend- or Chris was like, keep an eye on Kendall's in- uh, Twitter tomorrow for the uh, announcement. And like Kendall didn't even post it. She just retweeted it. Like, which I'm like, lol, that Chris Jenner probably like got her like 50 grand for a retweet or whatever it was. But like, Mad. it was just like, it seemed like really like, rushed or something like not very thought out and that they were like oh we'll just get her to be really raw and like Kendall never talks so you know and then it was just like I'm someone like I know tweeted like oh my god Kendall Jenner is just a human version of the color beige which is just pretty true she's so uninteresting gorgeous looking girl but Mm. just I find the whole family basically the human version of beige 
I kind of you kind of I feel like you kind of like them a bit maybe but I just I don't know I just find them mind numbingly boring I don't I find them entertaining as such but I find them like as that level of entertainment goes I'm fine with them I find them like clearly beautiful and fascinating to look mm. at just um on Daily Mail yeah, or just like yeah. I love their outfits and that kind of stuff I don't follow any of them because like I feel like I see so much of them that yeah, I literally yeah, yeah. just can't see anymore but yeah I love their like just the luxury of their lifestyles lifestyles is fun to kind of yeah you know from a veil see like I don't I like them the way like someone half the population loves a royal family you know it's not in a sense that I find them in any way aspirational or that I'm like wow I'd love to be friends with them it's just like they're everywhere so I always just kind of go with I prefer to go with them than go against them in the sense of like they're so saturated on every single thing. If you are one of those, because you know the way some people are like, I hate. The I find that that would be exhausting. That's what I mean. Like, so I'm like, I may as well enjoy them for what they. Yeah, are. exactly. Like I don't find them interesting. I wouldn't follow their lives other than like what I pick up just organically from them constantly being yeah. like in my gate. Like they're just everywhere. Totally. You can't not pick up and stuff. But um, yeah, I find that just such a waste of people's energy yeah. for them to like passionately hate the Kardashians <laughs> yeah. like because I will always click into their Daily Mail articles and yeah. the comment section is just full of the most intense passionate yeah. hate for these people and it's like why do you care people hate them so like much. and it is just jealousy I hate being so like basic to say that but it is like it's resent, they're loaded like... they're just they're have pretty easy lives from mm. what we can see anyway they have the world of their like the they just have everything they want yeah and oh well there's nothing you can do about exactly. that exactly but uh, yeah I, I just think that's such a waste of energy to be hating on something that is like even that change. passionate hate is going to keep them going more so than just kind of being either or about them mm-hmm. totally so girls let us know what you think about Kendall's recent uh, endorsement and has anyone tried proactive yes I would love to know if any of you guys have tried proactive and if it worked let us know because that would be very it's interesting been around for so many years it has um, so girlies before we get into the questions we would like to remind you all that we still have our wet and woke merch on site um, we will link it in the description of this podcast we've got two hoodies and we've got crew neck jumpers so if any of you girlies are feeling kind of cozy want cozy jumpies for the yes. winter season pop on over we've got a gorge pink hoodie got a gorge black hoodie and we've got other cute shit in the making yeah. Um, these are going to be up until we have our next drop so limited edition get them while you can girls we've yeah. been seeing the comments coming in saying we, you wish you got the fucking pink bags well the pink bags are gone yeah so the long sleeve this or that or when these are gone you'll be asking for these so get them before they're gone get them for your fellas as well we have a few guys asking for yeah they're very they're skater interested. wear very yeah. skater wear that's so. the vibe that's the look we were going Gender for Gender neutral vibe <laughs> totally <laughs> okay so we've got two questions in today um so we got a long one, girlies. So we got a long, hard question for you, girlies. Long and hard, just so how you buckle like up. This was sent through Tumblr. Whip it out. Hey, gals. About a month ago, my boyfriend and I had some very dramatic arguments. He was the one who started them, as I avoid conflict like the plague. One day, his Facebook was open on his laptop, and still seething, I looked through his messages to see if he was bitching about me to our mutual friends. He wasn't, but I noticed messages from a girl who he had met on a night out with his friends. At first, I thought maybe she was one in, in, in one of his friends. Sorry, let me say yeah. that again. 
At first I thought maybe she was one of his friends' friends. However, I looked at her Facebook profile and they have no mutual friends. They only messaged each other the day after they were out together. But he was messaging her the way he would message me when we first went out. He kept asking her questions about herself and his replies were quite long. His replies to me are usually five words max. He barely replied to my own messages that day, yet was making such an effort with her. He says that he's really against cheating and would never do it, yet my intuition is telling me that something happened with them. I find it strange that he would message a random girl he met in a nightclub for hours if they didn't kiss. I can't tell him about reading the messages as that would be the end of our relationship. I asked him if he was had ever cheated on me and he just keeps saying that I'm paranoid. However, I noticed that him and the girl are now lo- no longer friends on Facebook, which I find suspicious because I noticed this the day after I asked him about her. When we started to go out, he said that he didn't want to have our relationship on Facebook. So it says that we're single. Now I think this isn't so innocent. What would your advice be? I've done my research and the girl who he met in the club is also an it gals listener. I would love if you I would love if you could answer this on the podcast so she will hear and hopefully get in touch with me if my suspicions are right. Okay. Like that to me, I was reading this thing and in general, I was like, this is actually quite an interesting question. And then she said that and I was like, no. That they're fellow listeners. Uh, we got a little low triangle on our hands, girlies. So girlies, where to start with this one? Let's start discussing, I think there's a couple parts in it. Um, pour moi, first I'd like to start with talking about the reading of your boyfriend's messages, DMs, texts on the sly. Okay. I think we've all been there. Of course. I think we've all done it. I think we've all then either found out something that we didn't want to find out and then realized we can't tell them because then that's admitting that you went through their texts. Yeah. Or we've just gone through them to an obsessive point um, where we won't stop until we find something we don't like and then you end up obsessing over that. I think most of the time if you're going to get to the point of going into your boyfriend's Facebook or Instagram, starting to look through the messages, you won't stop until you find something that you are not pleased about. For sure. I think it's like... That's the cutoff point when you're like, oh God, I was right out along, you know? And I think the point from my experience anyway, from whenever I've done this, um, when you get to that point in your relationship... Be it at the start or whatever, because I've done it both. I've done it when I've been starting to see a guy and I've done it Mm -hmm. when I've been like in an unhappy relationship. And I think it always says, no matter, regardless of what you find, I think it says a little bit more about not you so much, but you within the relationship than it does about like the relationship holistically. Because I think when I have done it, it's either been from this very, a hugely insecure place of mine or a part of me that doesn't want, as this girl has said, I'm avoiding the conflict of kind of being like, are you seeing other people? Like if it's at the start of a relationship. Mm. Usually when I've done it at the start of a relationship, I did it to Michael actually. When I first moved back from New York and I was too fucking chicken shit to be a fucking grown ass woman and be like, hey, uh, are you seeing other people? Because I don't want to be seeing you if you're seeing other people at this point in our relationship. Or I've done it to the point where I've just been so paranoid or unhappy in a relationship. And yeah. so I think like if you've got to that point, there's a screw loose, not like mentally, but like in your relationship as a whole. I think 
from that message though she what stuck out to me in that message was the voice of the man and what she was saying that he apparently is really anti-cheating mm. that he says that she's paranoid that like he's basically just if she maybe is bringing up the question or coming across that she's a bit distrusting of him that he's just blowing it out of the water and like I would never I've been with guys before the last guy I was seeing was constantly harping on about how he'd never cheat how he never has never will kind of thing and if it he just he had definitely cheated before I, he smelled like a cheater I just yeah. know the kind of, I know that kind of guy yeah. and I know when sometimes when people are harping on about not being something it's like I don't do that in a relationship I'm, doesn't mean I'm cheating like I just don't need to profess something that shouldn't be happening anyway well it's like our point about male feminists it's not the point that we like when we talk about like male feminists it's more about like men who constantly harp on about being feminists like yeah. they're usually the ones I mean take for example Harvey Weinstein now I'm not comparing every fucking male feminist to Harvey Weinstein obviously mm. but usually like the louder the bark yeah the bigger the bite like I mean if there's a man out there who has to consistently prove by only shiting on about how much he respects women by saying it all the time then he's like is he doing it in his Just real life it. it can be a very easy restra- distraction same with someone who's constantly like I'm the anti-cheater I'm the anti-cheater I'd never guy. cheat I'd never cheat God no I've been cheated on I'd never do that to someone I've been in relationships like that were heard that from men who I know full well are cheaters and I think most people have cheated be it from like I th- we're going to do an ex-gals episode on this actually but I think cheating can come from many different avenues like of course. It, it can come from hurt it can come from being you know I don't know intimidated by your partner or scared to pull the trigger it can come from emotional immaturity loads of different reasons you don't have to be like this horrible person to have cheated because then we'd all be horrible people but to make it your thing that you're like fuck no I'd fucking never cheat it's like that's what stood you, out to me how can you be so sure but also why are you talking about it so much <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. like I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that until you kept on bringing it up and also what stood out to me was where she said I can't tell him that I went through his Facebook because the relationship would, would end that to me seems like the relationship isn't on the strongest of foundations of something like that that is to be honest a natural thing like it's not that's kind of normal to look through like yes it shows that you're not fully trusting him and that you are definitely crossing a boundary of his like you know space and his private messages that you're still entitled to in a relationship but for you to know that if he knew something about you the relationship would end then you probably shouldn't be with him if that is a cutoff point for him that's what I kind of mean by like when you get to the point of secretly reading someone's messages I'm not uh, you know it usually shows that the relationship itself is very rocky not so much that you're sneaking around but just that like I think most people who secretly read the messages I've been in that situation before where I've secretly read guys messages and I've also been in that girl's position where I'm like I know if I say this to him he is going to freak and it's usually because as she said they've been fighting a ton they're ha- they're on very shaky ground as it is like there might have been a few like betrayals of trust or something about it in the past or he's just extremely emotionally volatile like as we saw there with him being like you're paranoid or whatever else you know so it's like See that's kind of gaslighty to me Like sometimes It is gaslighty um, yeah You know if you're trying to 
like say possibly with you Michael you were saying that you were too scared to ask him if he was seeing anyone mm-hmm. and didn't want to bring that up so there then you went to the messages however this girl seems to be bringing it up and knowing in her gut that she's not getting the truthful answer so going mm-hmm. down the looking through the Facebook or the text totally. avenue because then you have solid proof but she didn't get the solid proof what she got was this kind of conversation between um whoever this other it gal's listener is no so I mean to go on to that like that's you know sometimes as we said like you, you don't stop until you find something big and sometimes you're better off finding literal dick pics and tit pics being sent because then at least you have a final answer and you can literally yeah throw the feckin phone in their face and dump them um however here she's found this kind of like wishy-washy conversation but like her intuition is telling her something that like I think what her intuition is telling her is just that this guy ain't all he's been harping on himself to be because you know whether he got with this it gals listener or not it's showing her mistrust in him and that could be completely I'm sure it is valid you know they've obviously been having some issues I'm not like putting it all on her or whatever but you know if we're talking to her and I talk to her I think it's like sometimes like these situations kind of hold a mirror up to yourself and you kind of have two choices whether you either turn away from it or you kind of face it and go okay clearly this ain't working like you don't trust your fella you're having fights you're sneaking through his messages which I understand is just and probably an attempt for you to try and get some sort of clarity on the situation as I said we've all done it then you're finding this and you're kind of going uh, like you should I, I'm a big believer in trusting your gut because your gut is usually right I found mm-hmm. like I've I agree. especially in relationships like if there's something kind of nagging at you for a few months it's usually there for a reason and I, you know, I'm not saying that we're all clairvoyants and we're telling the future, but it's just usually like you suppressing something and pushing it away and it just keeps coming to the surface. And I think the deep down the issue here is you don't trust your boyfriend, full stop. And I'm sure that's valid because he's not exactly, you know, easing your, your mind. Yeah, I think that's like you don't trust him, but he's not soothing your distrust and making you feel safe again you're just seem to be in this constant feeling of not knowing what's going on Mm -hmm. and that must be so frustrating to get on the messages and I've like I mean I whenever I've gone through a boyfriend's phone I think it was only my I think it was only Jimmy's phone we used to both do to each other and it would always be uproar and it would be stupid stuff like before we met Mm. you linked this person the same song that you linked me and you said was ours like just mad stupid stuff which was perfectly describes that you can like get mad about anything once you start rooting through people's kind of like yeah Facebook as well Facebook goes so many years back you're literally like seeing them talk to their like girlfriend from when they were 17 18 do you know the way but anyway um where was I with this oh yeah so I think he's not soothing your mind at all which in in one sense as well like I'm a big believer that like if the trust is gone whether it was broken or it's just kind of fizzled into nothing like this really I I think like winning back trust is must be one of the hardest things I don't I personally don't know anyone who's in a relationship where the trust has been completely shattered and they've somehow been able to like build it back up again maybe couples who've been married years and they just had that rock of a foundation but like young couples who've been together a year or two 
I just think that trust is something that trust is earned not uh, but like trust is also it's just kind of like so fragile where it can be up on this like shelf and not not touch for years and it's perfect but like once that's broken it's just extremely hard to put back together again. I think to put back together as well you have to be a complete unit yeah and totally on the same page yeah because I've had attempts with exes before where the trust has been broken and we've attempted to try and reconcile and mm, you know glue up the vase again and be like it's fine it's okay mm-hmm. like you know we did have trust and you know we're still here together so that says a lot blah blah mm-hmm. blah um but then you'd think you're on the same page and that you're just you know leaving it in the past and trying to move on but the other person might bring up something before that you thought that you would rectify it and you know glued over yeah and then they bring they it and re-break then, it all yeah over and then again, you yeah. were like hold on I left that other thing that I yeah that you did back in the past and now I'm bringing that up because you're bringing that up so it can just erupt again it's like literally like gluing back a porcelain vase like it's gonna crack again and you have to glue it back and it's mm-hmm. just like what I like is it worth it like if you're not trusting this guy he is writing you back five word texts that is what would kind of grind my gears if I had stumbled across those messages and seeing that he's having this yeah, like you know depth. sparkly conversation with this girl that you're saying was reminiscent of when you two first met which is you know those first texts probably were like oh you're connecting obviously if you're like in a relationship now and now he's having that with someone else and he may not exactly be a cheater I mm-hmm. also know a lot of people who would never classify themselves as cheaters but they are definitely people who um create a net of a relationship they would never leave a relationship without having a ready-made one to just fall into as soon as this one goes and I would probably consider that cheating in some regard but just because there wasn't the physical aspect Mm -hmm. of well I didn't actually kiss her I didn't sleep with her nothing happened but you were kind of creating this little pocket of comfort to go into for it's emotionally cheating yeah and you're acknowledging that we are going to fail at some point in the near future yeah so you're just like nesting up this little yeah comfort blanket I think like um what Lindsay and I kind of say a lot of the time on this podcast especially uh, with the with Q&A's is that like so- I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. So often, I find... um. I don't think we've actually said this in the pod, but we've said to each other, like, so often the crux of the question 
doesn't say says less than the kind of buffers of the question does like clearly like she thinks she's sending in this question of us being like do you think my boyfriend's cheating on me with this ex Ikaz listener where all the makeup all the kind of storytelling yeah. around the issue says way more about her situation like as I said like opens up me and my boyfriend are constantly fighting number two you know I'm looking through his Facebook messages number three I find that he's See, talking to this girl and they're talking like this and that and he barely speaks to me and he tells me I'm paranoid when I ask if he's cheating and he kind of dismisses me that says way more than like whoever the hell he was talking to whether he kissed her or as Lindsay said maybe he is just do, like getting some sort of I don't know emotional kind of thing out with this girl you know you have to kind of be like okay what I probably will never find out is whether he got with this girl what I do know for sure is exactly how I'm feeling in this relationship. I'm feeling unsure. I don't trust my boyfriend. He's dismissive of me. Is that someone I'm willing to stay with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You went into the messages and you didn't find tangible or like a screenshotable evidence of him cheating. However, you did find, which is fact enough, you know, it's not like juicy as fuck, but it is. The fact is there that he was giving this girl, stranger, whoever she is, yeah, a lot of time and he was just barely writing back to you that day same day yeah so that to me would kind of just again how do you build off trust in that because now if he isn't writing back to you you're going to be maybe your mind will be racing thinking is he writing to someone else is he out with someone else and I find like you're thinking that okay maybe this girl will be like be able to give you some kind of finishing of the story if she's listening and she's like oh I was getting a message off a guy like that's far too vague yeah that could be anyone who's getting anyone. like talk to any guy ever on, online like yeah you know, exactly way. like I'm I mean again on the ex-gals cheating episode we're going to be talking about the two different sides if whether you're getting with someone who has a boyfriend or whether you are cheating yourself there's usually in cheating there's you know someone who is single mm-hmm. um so this girl for all you know may not have even been aware that this guy was in a relationship well as she said which was another thing that I you know noted there where she was saying oh you know at the start he was so anti being in a relationship on Mm. Facebook which like I would be anti it like I wouldn't really want to be like (laughs) putting up like Jenny is now in a relationship with Michael like that does make me cringe however like if my boyfriend I mean imagining Michael begging for this is hilarious but like if Michael was like can mm. you please be that I'd be like oh, of course because you're my boyfriend so there's nothing that I I'm not hiding well it seems to me that he but that's what she's saying that he wanted to kind of leave it as an option so like this girl for all she does know was talking to a single lad yeah exactly it's, it just seems like the way that she said it was that like it was his choice it wasn't her asking he kind of seemed to lay that out sure okay like I don't like that so and maybe she just kind of didn't think much of it until now then she's like hold on you know that maybe Mm. was he seems a bit bossy if I'm honest like you seem to and again this isn't a read on you but like it seems to be you play by his rules if you know what I mean it's like he doesn't want to do that he wants to send you five messages you're paranoid like it seems like and maybe this is just the again a reflection of your situation that you're in because I sometimes find that like you know the, the the picture you can get of a relationship is just the situation they're in at the moment I'm sure it wasn't always like this with you guys but like it seems at the moment that like you're kind of answering to him and at the moment I guess you are just taking it and accepting it which if that's your choice then whatever but like you have to kind of be like 
not focusing on the things that you may not ever get an answer to like that happened to me with my ex-boyfriend like there was in my friend group at the time there was all these rumors that he was getting with like these other girls and like mm. they were my friends so I didn't want to believe it you know friends used very loosely um which we're going to be doing an episode on it ex-girls again as well like so I can properly drop the names and go into detail but you know it got to a point where I had to be kind of like okay I may not ever know the truth because the girls are always going to deny it and the people who want to spread the rumor are always going to spread it. And my fellas clearly always going to deny it. And like, you'll I'm never know because you anywhere. weren't there. Yeah. And I'm never getting, unless, I just knew there was never going to be a point where I was getting one of those girls coming up to me admitting it. Mm-hmm. So I had to make the executive decision mm-hmm. of like, okay, even if it's not true, do I still want to be in a relationship with a guy who for a second I believed it was true? Do you know what I mean? Like, you in your relationship now it's obviously relationships ebb and flow but like trust is something that like you know Michael and I are in a pretty like a trusting relationship so it's like where he goes on a night out with his friends like it never comes to me where I'm like (gasps) seething with jealousy now obviously anything can happen but the Mm -hmm. thing is is that my mind doesn't immediately go there you choose I I also think choice uh trust is a choice especially at the beginning yeah. of relationships when you don't really know the person and you kind of have to take them for their words you mm-hmm. haven't seen their actions in action um and i always find if i'm going to get in a relationship or be seeing someone i'm just going to choose to trust them because if i'm not going to waste my time sat at home thinking of all the possibilities of oh maybe he's texting someone else or maybe he mm-hmm. is kissing someone or maybe he's seeing a few people because I only know him when I'm with him and like that's just a waste of my brain and either way whether I choose to trust him or choose to distrust him he can do whatever the hell he wants exactly totally until maybe evidence comes knocking on my door Mm -hmm. one day but definitely with this situation it seems like sometimes you can get in a place of like the toxicity and the kind of not trusting and that can be kind of addictive and I find a lot of relationships from um just the anons that we get the different questions that we get through to Ikaz, it's like there doesn't seem to be the basis of caring for one another yeah. in this. You don't like really like maybe you care for him and you're showing him more, but if that's not an equal balance of you're both showing each other the general human decency. kindness and decency and care for one another, like yeah, then that's not a good space to be in. Yeah, because like a boyfriend is you know usually someone who's quite close to you and who you share a lot with and have in your life in a pretty big way and if that person isn't caring for you then you're having quite a negative thing in your life in a big way and he doesn't seem to be offering the kind of care that you require maybe he's trying maybe he just doesn't have the capability maybe you just don't mesh in that way but if he can't soothe your brain like it I've seen like say my sister had an ex-boyfriend where they just their communications were off they got on to a certain degree but like their communications were off and she just was insecure in the relationship Mm. and he couldn't offer her the level of comfort that she needed emotionally Mm. because they just weren't on par with their like they just didn't have the same emotional capacity yeah so they just weren't suited they broke up and it seems the same way here he's giving you like you seem to be needing a lot more care than he's giving you yeah you seem to need like way more attention which is completely fine because people just definitely need different like Mm. levels of it you know and yeah I think that's a really good point that like obviously no matter what 
what you both of you think of a, a relationship is is not the same thing like mm. he clearly thinks it's fine to be kind of dismissive to his girlfriend even, I know, understand you could be fighting so that maybe that plays into it but even just to like sending you five words but being on Facebook talk, talking to some random girl like his standards are not your standards mm-hmm. and even if he did quote unquote like soothe your trust which you know arguably I don't think could ever be done because I think once that's gone him just saying no I'm not cheating no I'm not cheating again you have to make that choice to believe him or not and the choice to trust him however like I think it's kind of broken to the extent of like you've kind of just said that you both have different expectations like you have a standard where you would like a boyfriend to not be doing that and to be maybe speaking to you a little bit more attentively and you know to be and maybe one that you feel a bit more comfortable with yeah. to open up these conversations with. Like, it's okay to, we all have insecure ups and downs in as, you know, women especially, we're so much more emotional and hormonal. Yeah. So you're going to go through phases in a relationship where you might be feeling a bit more insecure or there might be other things going on in your life that's making you anxious and you're like directing that anxiety in towards your relationship or whatever. So you want someone who can kind of recognize those mm. things and try and, when I say soothe, I mean just kind of like be open to the conversation yeah, and yeah. feel that like you can work through this and I don't want you to feel like this. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been in relationships where my partner has almost liked me feeling that uneasy because mm. it kind of keeps you in a level of um under their power. Mm. If you're in a controlling, any form of controlling relationship, like sometimes they can like you feeling a bit uneasy and they don't want to offer you the comfort even if he is or not he is or cheating or not kind of thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so just be aware of these red flags however they may seem like it's not the biggest deal you're still getting on you know these are things that are making you feel uncomfortable and it's a waste of your damn time and I think a lot of the time we focus so much as women and we're kind of nurturers we're like I care for him so much I love him so much that's all well and good but if you're not getting what you need out of the relationship then your care is just falling on deaf ears Mm -hmm. because if he's not showing you that same level of care then it's just a waste of your time girl so if the it gal who thinks you know I don't know I think that is just a lost cause I don't think you're it's a very vague 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 situation however thank you for the juiciness at the end of the question yes hopefully we uh, helped you out in some way our first it gal love triangle I know Juicy as hell. Dodge AF that they unfriended. That was one thing that I was like, you know, circumstantially does not look great for him. (laughs) I mean, this whole message just made me think of the quote, if it looks like a duck and it sounds like a duck. And it works like a duck. Probably a duck. Yeah. Um, Okay, Lens, do you want to read this one? It's addressed to moi, but I think we can both uh, discuss it because it is something we see going around on social media. Okay. This is from a patron, by the way. Oh, shout out to the ex-gals. Hey, gals. I have a very random question for Jenny. So this has been killing me for ages, and I think you might be the best gal to answer it for me. Basically, I've noticed so many intellectual slash slash logical women like yourself being really into horoscopes slash tarot and even pagan type things. Is it a fun outlet for the laws or something you really believe in? In brackets I'm Pisces by the way lol shout out to the Pisces I'm also a Pisces love a good Pisces and I'm also would probably I could have written that myself yeah 
That's why so, I thought it was an interesting one for us to have a little convo about. Okay, hon. Um, also, love the, like, do you remember, girlies, for the Q&As? We love a bit of variety of the questions. Yeah. Because, you know, we've answered, I think, probably nearly every single type of relationship question we could have. So, if you've got something else to ask. be surprised. I think they always do surprise us, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, we do love a bit of variety, so keep them coming. Thank you yeah. for your question, A breather girly. from the fuckboys is, is needed. Always welcome, especially if we get to talk about ourselves. Yo self This is for yo That's true Um, I think uh, I'll answer my Part of it first Just so I get that out of the way Because I think that's probably The less interesting Aspect Because I think we can have A more interesting discussion Between the two of us About it going around Social media quite a lot At the moment Um, For me uh, Personally I've always and that's not a way to me being like I've actually always been into it but I've always been very aware of astrology I don't know how I've no idea but from my earliest I think when I found out that I was a Scorpio when I was a kid I thought that was really cool so I was like I'm a Scorpio and I always used to talk about it I don't know whether I had a friend whose mum was into it it became I became aware of me like I'm talking maybe when I was 10 like really really early um and then when I started to fancy boys I started to um read their horoscopes and read my horoscope and in like the metro paper because I thought Mm -hmm. they were like really real and uh, I was really into that and I then when I got the internet I started to look up uh, compatibility between star signs based on any boy I fancied there's a you know a logical uh, train of thought here me being so scared of talking to boys but you know manically looking up their horoscope It's basically my uh, my puberty in a nutshell. So I kind of did that, and then I think from that I learned a lot about astrology. But then my my interest in astrology kind of grew more so as I grew older, and I started to read about it more. And I uh, studied classics um, for my degree, and I learned a lot about how uh, the astrologers were so highly regarded in ancient cultures and ancient societies, mm-hmm. and that um, a lot of like emperors uh, in Greece and Rome actually always kept an astrologer beside them to kind of help them guide them through life and I thought like that was really interesting it was a part of it that I never really understood before so then my interest kind of graduated away from horoscopes like I think if anyone you know is properly into astrology like horoscopes are literally written by an editor in a paper like they're made up my mm-hmm. friend's mom used to write them for the Irish Times like they're they're not a real thing um but astrology when you actually start to read into uh astrological placements and birth charts can be very interesting and for me um I've started to get into tarot I got a tarot deck about a month ago uh for me it's kind of like a really interesting way to kind of reflect upon different personality traits that you may or may not have um I think it's a really you know lowest level I think it's a really interesting thing to kind of read about for self-awareness and you know obviously I don't think that because you were born at this time at that, this day that you have to be this certain way mm-hmm. however it can be very interesting to read about uh placements in your birth chart that can kind of make you more aware of certain um personality traits that you do have be they good or bad um and then with tarot tarot is more like kind of uh you can kind of use it as a meditative kind of mindfulness exercise where it's depending on how you use the cards it can tell you something about yourself or about a predicament that you may be in and it can kind of help you work your way through them um so my interest personally comes from bit of like reading about it I, I think it's an interesting concept in general but also just uh, like hobby wise I guess um, but I think it's as I said we can have a more interesting convo about how it's kind of become 
blown Instagram-y. up quite a lot on especially For lack of a better word Instagrammy very Instagrammy um, where did you get your tarot cards out of interest I got them on Amazon but they are the original deck so um, I'm always the type of gal who likes uh, the original like I don't really like the indie vibe of tarot you know so I'm like I'm gonna get the ones you don't want the Urban Outfitters one kind of yeah, thing yeah don't really mm-hmm. want that I, I, if I'm gonna get them I want like the ones that were drawn by the original gal based off the original book of tarot and have the old image, imagery on them you have to bring them over maybe we could do a live reading when you get into them yeah I gave Jack a reading a few weeks ago really yeah we had a very intense night of tarot oh, it was beautiful where oh my god kept that quiet I think you were we were yeah you were on the set with your <laughs> well leave that um <laughs> didn't hear from Lindsay for a few weeks anyway there. Any, a few weeks is an exaggeration <laughs> but um anyway girlies you'll have so, to go on x girls to find yes. out uh the truth behind can we plug that a few my, uh, i know but if they <laughs> they really will no. know like that x girls is iconic because i spilled my shit um True. Literally, but uh, so have you seen a pop so up Instagram quite a lot on Instagram? You kind of vibes? oh my god, like if we're going to be talking about just general that whole moon vibe situation, constantly I'm seeing people putting up a selfie of them head to toe, pretty little thing with the caption, Thank fuck, red that Leo moon, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, 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 okay. I've seen 12 captions with that Leo moon, and I just feel like. I love the idea that it's a hobby and that people also kind of have it as some form of, I don't know if you'd call it religion, I don't know. I guess like spirituality. In yeah, a way. spirituality and that people truly, truly believe in that. And I'm, if you believe in that, that's your, your truth. You mm-hmm. believe in that, that's your reality. But I'm not mad about this kind of jumping on the kind of like, like you obviously have researched. And the interesting thing I find about the whole thing is if you are interested in it, that it's a constant learning experience. Yeah. Like you'll never be fully taught on yeah. it. There's just, it's great in that way for like it being a hobby because there's so many different little avenues. Yeah, that uh, that's um, one thing that I always noticed from it that I was like, there's always something more you can learn about it, which yeah. just as type of person, the way my brain works. I love to like research and kind yeah. of go down little rabbit holes. So it's very suited for my type of brain, I guess. Yeah. You know? And I'm interested in it to a certain regard. There's, mm-hmm. I was brought up, as we all know, as a like a Christian. Um, so it was drilled into my head from mm. early on that um, anything kind of holistic-y, moon, crystally yeah. was, they believe it. Like they believe in, you know, the spirits and everything like that. But my mom was like, you can be going into something like this and inviting bad spirits. So yeah. it always was a fear of mine. I was always attracted to, say, crystals or yoga or even just the whole thought process of kind of being able to trust the moon and the earth and like to be guided in that way. I've uh-huh. always been like had a small flirtation with it. Probably being a Pisces. Go on. I'm Thank joking. You. <laughs> Thank you, maybe. But I've well, always been yeah. fearful of going fully into it because I was just, it was so ingrained in me that like, you know you can't have one one without the other you can't go down the route of like mm-hmm. the beautiful healing lovely vibes without it also in turn opening up to other kind of more um dark spirits and the darker sure. side of it so that was always something that I just didn't want to get fully invested in and I don't know if people remember from summer I instagrammed it a bit a bit I think I decided to get into crystals me and my friend May we both just like 
I was just like, they're so beautiful. I love the fact it just makes sense to me that something that was like, you know, made by the earth would hold some kind of power and something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole they've been around for years, all their properties and everything like that. So I was really interested in it and just love that people find like, you know, calm with crystals and can heal themselves through crystals. I was like, okay, that sounds stunning. And they're beautiful for my gaff. Thank you. So I got this crystal and I was just freaked by this crystal. I found it in my bed. I just really was aware of its presence. I was like, oh my God, that crystal. And I had to fuck it outside. I couldn't deal with it. And like my friend had a, she got an onyx Mm -hmm. um, crystal and she was going something with like a friend kind of breakup or something. And she was like, one night I sat in bed and I like lay with the crystal. She looked up what to do with this crystal. And I think she put it at the base of her spine and like focused her energy and trying to like get that negative energy that she was thinking about the friend breakup and the pain it was giving her. And like, you know pushed it I think she was listening to something on YouTube Mm. and like it was guiding her to like put that negative energy into the crystal and the next day she touched the crystal and it was like boiling hot (laughs) and she was like "Eh." and another the last crystal story I have my friend um which also freaked me out now I was once freaked out about spirits being in my house and it was really late at night so I called up my friend Sophie and I was like Sophie because she's like a late owl as well mm-hmm. she's, she'll always be up so I was like okay I just need to talk to someone because I'm freaked that my granny's haunting me and um so Sophie in turn decided to tell me a basically scary story about something that she had with the crystal that she had this little trinket baby sham kind of glass that she'd got from a charity shop and she was in Dunleary and this like a random crystal shop you know the way they have those stalls mm-hmm. in like the a shopping center or whatever and she picked up just a few the like two euro three euro ones so they were just pretty she was like oh i can just put in a little trinket glass Ooh, i'm a woman this is what we do and she <laughs> came so home true. <laughs> <laughs> so she came home she put a little crystals in her glass and like living life yeah looking so cute in her windowsill and um her daughter had um I think she had like a few of her daughter's teeth that she just kept and she put, put them in the glass. <laughs> like, you know, saving the teeth and all that weird stuff that like, you know, you do. And um, she woke up the next morning after getting the crystals and in the glass, each tooth, there were three of her daughter's baby teeth and each tooth had been spliced perfectly <laughs> down the middle. She sent me a picture. I'll have to read <laughs> I remember picture seeing the picture. Because the picture, she was like, Lindsay... This is like a laser cut. It literally looked like someone honestly laser cut. It the wasn't teeth. cracked. It was like perfectly spliced. Oh, there wasn't a shard out of place. 50 like. 50 down the middle. And she was like, what the fuck? She told me that <laughs> on the phone when I was thinking <laughs> that were, there were spirits going around. And I was like, I want to kill Oh myself. my God. And when she told me this, my door, I'm pointing, you obviously can't see in my living room, burst open. <laughs> and Luna was there with her Android. <laughs> and Rilo was actually down in my mum's that, that night I was like Luna It was 3am I was like we're fucking getting out of here So me and Luna got a taxi To my mum and dad's house down the road My mum Like I tried to quietly go in I was just going to go into the spare room at Luna But obviously my mum never asleep Like in bed but like shot up On the top of the stairs What are you doing here? I was like My house is haunted mum So yeah but then I got over it But I think maybe to an extent you're hyper awareness from your upbringing mm-hmm. has maybe probably instilled like a slight level of uh, paranoia 
alongside with yeah. those things I you know that way enjoy it, like. overly aware I guess you know because if you're overly aware of anything you notice the weirdest things like if you we've all been in that situation where like you know you think like especially like if I'm in the house by myself and my brother lived away mm. my parents would go away I would be so paranoid of the slightest sound like I was just freaked.com like I couldn't listen to any of my dream crime podcasts because I was afraid that every mm. time there was gonna be some man at my window like I was just so paranoid um but like yeah the I totally agree with you on that like whole Instagram thing of like <laughs> finally Mercury's at a retrograde because it's like Especially as someone who like, it, it's an it, astrology is a funny thing to be into because it's very and I'm grand with it because like some people get really fucking personal over it, but like a lot of people dismiss it as just like some woo woo. You read your horoscope, you think everything in your horoscope is going to be true, kind of thing, and it's like that's grand, whatever. If you like, my, I could never mention around my dad that I'd be like anything around like that. Like if I mention anything about like astrology or. <laughs> anything like tarot or spiritual or anything like that my dad is just my dad is just such a straight laced kind of like he's a scientist so he's yeah. just such a fact driven person he's just like that he's an Aries so no surprise there say no more say no more <laughs> uh, but he's very like that so like you know there's just certain people that I know that like if I bring it up around them like they get way more emotionally invested in it than I ever was in the first place so I don't but it, it can be a funny thing that when you are someone who does quite a lot of reading about it and is quite genuinely interested in it that like the 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 loud majority of dare I say annoying idiots who just harp <laughs> on about it on meme accounts mm-hmm. kind of like bring down any level of like intellectual authenticity which it does have because it's so ancient and it's been around for yeah. so long like, even if you read about it in that sense it's so interesting to find out mm. like how far back it goes and how many different kind of civilizations looked to like planetary kind of placements um, even before we thought that anyone had any um, uh, and a knowledge of there being anything outside the earth you know if you go back to like ancient Sumeria this was like thousands of years ago they had some sort of knowledge around like what was going on in space it's really really interesting to look mm. into Um, but like overall I guess like I kind of selfishly enjoy it because it's made loads of meme accounts that I really enjoy tagging people in whether they like I'm just an annoying auntie on it like anyone I know like if I see a funny Capricorn meme I'm like who do I know who's a Capricorn and he I'll is s- gonna love I'll it I send it and they're like haha and I'm like no do you not get it do you not get it because I always get tagged and stuff about Pisces and it's just not like me at all like it'll be like a Powerpuff doll with like I don't know some just five points in the yeah, mean square yeah, which is yeah. like gets emotional every two seconds da, 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 da. is horrendously disloyal I'm like uh, I wouldn't say I am those things but this little Powerpuff girl is being like so that's coming yes, from people are. without a, a knowledge of you know and I yeah. you know uh, of the actual thing where they're like haha because it's Pisces you have to be, acknowledge it and be um it is. Someone actually wrote to me the other day. Was like, "Oh, I'm just listening to your podcast, and you just said it. My what is the point down? And in this case, yeah. I think I can use my same little made-up <laughs> yeah. uh, phrase. Definitely the kind of oversaturation of just horoscopes, the moon talk, the Pisces this, the Mercury in retrograde has yeah. just kind of my wadi down any kind of authenticity. It ha- authenticity it has." On Instagram, yeah, so obviously yeah, yeah. the 
you know history speaks for itself so yeah I think it's one of those things if you're interested and you're going to go down that route yourself um and then lastly on the point that she kind of said which I think is an interesting thing where she said you know um she's noticed a lot of quote-unquote like logical kind of smart women or whatever um show a huge interest in this uh and I think this can be kind of and like she's wondering why like she's kind of obviously trying to navigate like is this just like a lull thing or like are you actually yeah. kind of latching onto this and I think um I think in our society right now not just Ireland I think across everything because we're so um multi-denominational or like what's the word like uh you know like non-religious like religion isn't really held in the western world as a kind of moral platform for us all to base our actions off anymore like more so i'd say our generation probably the younger generation even more so yeah. which would be more like hashtag instagram kind of people yeah are almost the guinea pigs of that in yeah. ireland totally um and i think across i think a lot like i mean even if you look you know in a lot of countries i feel like they're the the culture not so much like the like the culture that we're in as in like the media and what we're being taught is kind of you know morally valuable and all the rest isn't really coming from a place of some sort of uh singular belief system be Mm -hmm. that christianity or you know judeo-christian i guess is like kind of they're all similar kind of morals you know in the western Mm -hmm. world where our culture kind of did take its um lessons and you know etc from or the further we go away from that i do even though i'm personally not a religious person as such um as in i don't follow one brand of religion you know i'm not like ah, x you know i i mm-hmm. uh, really am interested in religion and religious texts i think they're so interesting but i'm not i don't follow one church or whatever mm-hmm. uh i th- i do actually think that human kind needs it i do think that it's not so much an organized religion but i think humans need some sort of belief system and i think it's funny to see the further we go away from traditional religions or church churches or whatever else like that the more you see our kind of uh our generation and the younger generation latch onto other ideologies like feminism or like devout social justice warrior or Mm -hmm. also astrology like you see people people love to kind of have a common belief system with fellow people we love to have we're quite tribals tribal as humans we like to have kind of groups and cliques where we all have a kind of common understanding of how to behave and where to get our morals and etc from and i think uh it's funny to see that kind of um develop among society because i do think that's a it's a correlation or whatever i think It is an interesting point because we need something as humans and that's just factually proven Mm -hmm. that we need a launch pad. We aren't just inbuilt with these ready-made morals. That's why, you know, you can be kinder than someone else or you can value honesty and you might meet someone who really doesn't see that as an important thing. So, like, we definitely need something to kind of migrate back to to kind of give to just help us out in maneuvering through society like mm-hmm. if you if we're just a free-for-all and like you know you just it's you know it's kind of like this we're, all, we're almost putting too much faith in humankind to think that we actually can just have nothing to relate back to like yeah. I mean people like just if we're thinking about it in 
like a working society Mm -hmm. that like some people think it's okay to go out and rape and murder people Mm. other people don't but if we have nothing as the launch pad why like we're just kind of pulling from these random made up morals like it's kind of religion gives that foundation of like see we have to relate back to this book if we believe that and if you we're all on the same page yeah. literally <laughs> like yeah. you know that way it's coming yeah. from the bible or if it comes mm-hmm. from the old testament or you know and i think people seek that out more than we think it's like how um you know they've they've shown in uh like prison systems how like people self-segregate racially and like obviously I'm not like you know pro-segregation but that you do find that humans are so tribal that we tend to self-segregate be that um I've seen it in gender neutral bathrooms all the girls are in one queue all the boys in the other like it's funny when you actually see sometimes the more you try and push some sort of devout individualism upon people the more we actually segregate into our various groups be that LGBTQ people and they're having their group and or be that girls in a club all together or a disco you know the whole thing of this trying to break down those barriers of say for example the bathrooms is just trying to rewrite history like I mean that naturally happened obviously when the world first came about however you believe so that happened like we were all just pissing up against a tree (laughs) and then toilets were invented and then eventually restaurants came about and um you know you'd have a male toilet and a female toilet that was a natural progression of mm-hmm. history from like that didn't that happened for whatever reason and like we now are trying to be like oh backtrack actually let's just piss up against the tree again all together like yeah i don't i fucking hate gender and neutral bathrooms they stink and I, I just like to be able to put on my lip liner in the bathroom and I really hate doing that with a dense smell of fella's piss. I know. I, I have noticed um, with gender neutral ba- bathrooms what has come along is actually a decline in female camaraderie in the club because, I know. you know, w- what has happened is like that now... We're in a bathroom with a load of fellas who like, you don't know if they're shitting or pissing, which is just like, ugh. I found I'm pissing like a man. Like back in the day when... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fuck and, it, I won't wipe it off the toilet seat. <laughs> not standing. I mean, more so in the way that like back in the day, um, I used to, like you'd be going to the club and say like, your girls need yeah. a few guys to be there. The girls would always like totter off. This is like an old age thing. Like the girls, the powder room, going off to powder the nose. Mm-hmm. And you'd be going off and you'd be having a little goss in the cubicle that you're sharing with the girl. And then you'd be like doing your makeup and you'd be in there for God knows how long. The guys would be like, where were you? You know, you're like, oh, fuck off, I'm talking. But like guys would never go to the bathroom together. They're in and out. They're like mm. still doing up their zipper as they're walking back yeah, into the club yeah, floor. Yeah. And it's like, I remember say back in war days, we'd be in the bathroom most of the night just talking to randomers. You'd meet the best gal pal that you'd ever want in the bathroom for a 10 minute chat and be like, oh, we'll definitely have to hang out. Never see her again. Yeah. You know, yeah. you'd be getting sprayed by the deodorant gal. Like it was all just this like loveliness. So like now, honestly, please tag me in the best... Um, clubs in Dublin that have male and female bathrooms because I mean I to me there. it's like I'll have gender neutral bathrooms if I'm in a gay club that's where I can draw the line like at the first at the start of war when it was you know a gay night that was grand gay men are clean that's completely fine you're in there having the freaking chats with your gay pals that's hilarious but like you know the gender neutral thing is like 
I, you know, and I, I think it, the conversation has gone on to this thing where it's like, if you're against gender neutral bathrooms, you have some sort of like transphobia within you, which is completely totally. unrelated to the thing because trans people have been around for centuries. And as long as toilets have been around, trans women and trans men have been using the toilets that they identify as. Yeah, like, exactly. I've no issue with I've that in any regard. absolutely zero issue with anyone female presenting who chooses to live their life female presenting in or whatever, they, whatever reason or are they there whatever I don't it's not that's not the issue I'm no. talking about literal I'm fellas. talking about fellas like I fellas. don't personally feel cute dabbing on my Charlotte Til- Tilbury lippy no. with some freaking jock behind me and also thinking that like male piss particles could be <laughs> getting on my expensive damn lippy because yes. like honestly even when <laughs> During our shows, we had to like scoot into the male bathroom during yeah. the break because oh, the girls the smell. Be, and I could I, I mean, the stench is so un- men dense. I felt like it was like me and Lindsay were coming out of the toilet, feeling like it got on, on my, hair. my hair. I was like, like, I forgot to bring perfume. Oh my god, I, I, I would, feel like I stink. It was so horrendous, and like it's just no, and like ugh, they get it all over the seat, and I have to wipe down some stranger's piss, and like obviously that happens in the girls' bathrooms as well. Girls, I can just be, don't mind girl piss as much as yeah, I. And also, just, boy piss is just—it's just different, and it's just as well. <laughs> say if you're in the club and you're like fancy and a lad, and you want to like, oh fuck, yeah. I have to go on into the bathroom and like literally redo my whole face yeah. because I didn't know he was going to be here, and he comes in as you're contouring, like yeah. piss off and let me have my little men piss yeah. off being. Pardon the pun like, But anyway My thing <laughs> I don't mind going down This train of gender neutral bathrooms We'll end on it But yeah. I My thing Okay my wish would be If gender neutral bathrooms Are go As in like Non-gendered bathrooms It's going to be f- Multiple Stalls Within one room That's more my issue I don't really care If they're like In, in New York Most bars is one toilet And you just kind of Deal with it But like I'm talking About like Le Goulaton, Where there's two toilets And we're all in the queue Together uh, That Le Goulaton Was in my mind During this Me whole too, conversation Me too The entire conversation Because Is it horrendous So I just remember A couple of weeks ago When we were there and in the queue and me you and Sarah I think it was lolling away girliest chat ever yeah. and, ah, bitching away and there were just three fellas also in the queue being completely stoic and like, like not saying anything not fun no, these like, three fucking idiots yeah it's like oh my god so what I would like if you you are a place and you insist on this being your sort of policy I think you should also have like a unicorn fucking toilet that like anyone can like one toilet where like you can just have a literal gender neutral toilet so that for the people who don't want to be in the queue but then it's like we're just self-segregating and what you'll find then is all the girls are going to queue for that toilet and all the boys are going to queue for this toilet because people don't care I don't give a fuck who's in my bathroom once it's not a load of lads I don't want lads pissing around me in the bathroom I just I just need a minute in the bathroom the bathroom for me isn't whipping out my dick and quickly pissing and going I need to put on a bit of lippy I need to maybe insert a tampon I don't want it a man an integral part of female culture and I'm talking all I'm not talking like you know before people try and like slap some sort of like turf thing on me I'm talking about anyone who does be wanting to go into the female bathrooms okay straight men don't want to go in there so I'm discluding them I'm talking about anyone who wants to be having a little bop into the girly toilets and having the chit chats you're welcome I do not want to be having the chit chats with Conal behind me no like this is why for exa- for years like say my local club Tamango shout yeah. out that gas tweet I saw the other day like how the hell is Tamango's lasting out over all these nightclubs but like I obviously grew up um, basically in that club yeah and the fella's toilet 
they would always have like never a queue. There'd be one fella in, out, in, out. The girls' toilet queue wrapping <laughs> around because we don't. We use that as we need to have our little gossip pocket yeah. that we can talk because we're girls. That's yeah. what we do. It's like it didn't just exist like that for no reason. It existed like that because. That was our truth. Yeah. That so, was our truth. sorry for the little diversions on your astrology question, but I think we did a good little bang at it anyway. Bang. Um, and there's a little bonus. If there's more of that in the gender neutral bathrooms, maybe I'd be up for them. It's the one good thing thing they're good for. But Although they're too it, pissy to even shag in. And they take away the excitement. And you also. They, I did they, actually kiss in the did. ghoulies bathroom and that but what was handy. You, well what you do. It does take away from is the planning of the kiss. Which is all the fun part for girls. We like to be like. Come in the bathroom. Oh my god. Oh my god. John is here. He is are looking you fucking joking? He is looking How ever. are you supposed to plan how you're going to get the guy. If you can't even go to the toilet with your girls. Because he's in there having Yeah. Thanks a lot for fucking learning romance. Okay girls We'll be back next week Thanks for listening And go with you some iTunes We would love that Please Give us some Love you girls Bye make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.